Welcome to episode 21 of The Quantum Corner. I'm your host, Cottonwood Stone. Here at The Quantum Corner, we explore practical quantum metaphysics and positive applications of universal laws. The question is, how exactly do we do this? Today, it will be through the inspiring words of our community spotlight guest, Mac Bailey. I, like many others, met Mac as part of the John Denver Tribute Band. He's also a singer-songwriter in his own right, and he even recorded a duet with me on one of my CDs. When Mac founded Music Therapy of the Rockies, though, he bumped things up tenfold. The work he's doing now through his foundation, working with veterans, I believe is his true calling. Matt Bailey, welcome to the Quantum Corner. Oh, thank you so much. I am so excited about having you here and hearing about your organization. Um, it's a 501c3 out of Aspen called Music Therapy of the Rockies. That's right. Tell us a little bit about that. We hold evidence-based music therapy retreats for veterans, and we specialize in music and the PTSD brain. When I went back to school to get my master's in music therapy, the education was in neurologic music therapy, which is all brain-based. I had to take 500-level neuroanatomy courses. And I remember our first lab course that we went to, they gave us a bucket that had two brains in it. And that's what we worked with for the semester. So I just became fascinated by the fact that every little part of the brain has a specific reason to, to be there and a, a purpose. It just amazes me that so complex. Each of us has it. And how do you make it work right? I don't want to get too carried away too early, but you know, we kind of look at the, the fact that the brain is like the hardware and the mind is the software. And we believe that in order for the software to work the best that they can, you have to put the hardware in the best position you can put it in. So that's our goal. What about your path in your life wanted you to target veterans? I don't have any military experience myself personally. My dad was an interpreter back in the Korean conflict. But I went through a very dark period back when I lived in Maryland. And I'd gotten to the point where I was so depressed that I didn't talk to anybody and I, and I didn't share my story and I didn't try to get support. I just tried to, to fight through and you know play concerts and and it just kept getting darker and darker. And eventually I, I got to the point where I said, if this is, if this is it, then I don't want it. And I came up with a plan and I was ready to carry it out. And at the 11th hour, I wrote a song literally that saved my life. And I've, I've been formulating how that's affected my, my life uh, since it happened and working with veterans. I had a chance to do that through organizations here in Colorado where they would come out and bring the veterans to do the Horses for Heroes program. And then I would meet the veterans afterwards and we would write songs about the experience. And and it was great. It was wonderful. And the more I thought about it, the more I realized that that my story is very similar to theirs in the sense that that I didn't talk to people about it or I didn't I didn't reach out to people. And of course, veterans have a have a different, definitely a very different aspect to their life with the troubles with the VA or, you know, the, just the, all the different aspects they go through. And then also 
what theirs is born from, uh, whether it's from with women with military sexual trauma or actually having experienced battlefield happenings that have a have a profound effect. Those are very different. But I, I kept thinking about the fact that music did kind of rewire my brain. So I started doing research on how that happened, why that happened, and how I could kind of reproduce that for other people. And so that's kind of where it came into. And, and the veterans had been extremely open and engaged with it. The stories we have are just fantastic. I keep in touch with, with the veterans and that have gone through the program. And it's just, we're one big family now. And that's, you know, you, you hear uh, people talk about their brothers you're born with that are just your family. And then their brothers that you kind of earn. And I feel like these are brothers that I've earned. Aspen is a small area, so you must go outside of Aspen. Everything I've done with my retreats is based on watching other organizations and kind of, in my mind, learning from their mistakes. So a lot of organizations will bring veterans out to Aspen as a destination experience, and and they're great experiences. They take them mountain climbing, whitewater rafting, skiing, fly fishing, whatever. But there are a couple of things that always stick with me. One is the the cost of bringing the veteran and their caregiver or their family out to Colorado, especially to Aspen, the, you know, you, you put the expense in and with PTSD, you know, the person may get to the airport and say, I'm not getting on a plane. And so then you're out a hotel room, flight, plane ticket. My philosophy is more that I want to go to where they live, that this is therapy. This is not a fun experience necessarily. This is, I mean, it, it is, it's a very fun experience, but it's therapeutic. So my, my philosophy is I go to where they are and I have held retreats in Iowa, Cleveland, Nashville, Atlanta, and Maryland. We have databases that we, you know, cities that have a good database of veterans available uh, and also a, a database of, of great songwriters. And then part of our therapy is that we, we don't stay together the entire time. The first night we do a, a barbecue, I want them going home because I, I want them to see the place we're meeting, but then I want them to go home. Uh, the next day they come back, they're with us the whole day uh, until about 3.30 in the afternoon. And then I want them going home because I want them to start putting what, they, what they're learning. I want them to start putting it into to use right away. Each veteran is paired with a songwriter to reframe their story. We have mindfulness circle where we do active listening and deep breathing. And then we have what we call guitar therapy. And that's where each one is presented with a brand new breed love guitar. My goal is not to teach them songs. My goal is to teach them a coping skill. And so we, we just do simple finger style finger pickings and start with simple melodies and then expand that. Uh, we're doing fine motor exercises at the same time that help with arthritis or other stress related situations that veterans have. At the end of the first day, I want them to go home, walk in the door with their guitar and have their uh, children, spouse, caregiver say, where'd you get that? And, and I was <laughs> to say, man, some crazy guy from Colorado gave it to me today. You're starting to rebuild some relationships and some how they look at life. And then they come back the next day and we see literally we see physical changes. We see where uh, the first day, the first night they or the first day. Their face may be drooping or their, their eyes may be really sunken and they come back the next day and they're so much brighter. I mean, they, they carry themselves differently. 
sometimes if you have a retreat where you there's something going on all the time, there's no time to process. You know, it's it's all about the different activities. And I want them to have the time to process and and uh, have it become a part of them. So that the next day we come back, they do the same thing. And then at the end of the day, we do a, a concert to showcase the songs that have been written. And I can't tell you how many times veterans have said, well, there's no way I'm getting on stage. There's no way I'm you know, doing this. There's no way I'm doing that. And by Sunday evening, they're on stage telling jokes and, and telling their story like they've never told it before. They're not ashamed of their story. They're, they're owning it. And it's a different person. And that's what we love. Once they're there, do they start opening up and talking about their experiences? Absolutely. Absolutely. In every possible way. I mean, we had a situation uh, in October. We, we, held, we had retreats planned in, in the spring of, of 2020, and we were expanding. As a matter of fact, we were going to be expanding into Massachusetts. I was very excited about everything going on. And then, of course, COVID, we canceled everything in the spring. We started doing everything by Zoom. We, we had weekly Zoom meetings with all the veterans that had been through the program. I was contacted by an Air Force company in Iraq that said, you know, if you could help our morale out, we would love to have a couple of guitars. So we sent them two guitars and held some Zoom sessions with the, the soldiers over there, active duty soldiers. I really felt like it was kind of our, it was an opportunity and it was our duty to to try to work with these veterans during the pandemic rather than saying, wait until everything's okay, and then we'll figure out what to do. And so we held a retreat. We cut, normally we would aim for 12 veterans per retreat, and we would do one retreat per week. And uh, and then we, to make it work, we split that up. So we hold two retreats in one week, and we limit it to six uh, per retreat. So we're still seeing 12 in a week. And that's just a good number to work with. We held two retreats in October, had great success. And one of the gentlemen that was there came up to me in the morning of the, the the first full day, and and he said, you know what, I feel like I'm taking somebody's place because he said I don't I don't have PTSD from from military. He said I, I just don't feel like I'm I should be here maybe. And I said, well, a couple of things. First of all, are you, are you having a good time? And he said, yeah, I'm having a great time. And I said, then great, you're you're here. You're supposed to be here. And so he we went on with the uh, the retreat. By the end of it, he pulls me aside and he says, you know, I used to, to love music. I used to play piano. I wanted to play piano, wanted to play organ. And they found me a teacher. And this teacher started getting a little too friendly with me. And the next thing I know, he would put his hand on my leg. And, and he said, I kind of closed that memory out of my mind. And, and I've been hiding that and, and battling that for over 50 years. And he said, I, I'm now able to talk about it. So I, you don't know who, why anybody's there. And, and one thing that we always stress is that PTSD is not just about veterans that have seen horrific wartime situations. Uh, PTSD can be vicarious from just hearing about it. It can be from too much exposure to, to those kinds of stories or those images or anything like that, that you didn't even experience firsthand. But we, we don't, it doesn't matter to us. Our, our, our goal is to, if, if it's affecting your life in a negative way, we want to address that. If someone wanted to get involved and be a part of your organization, is there a way that they can do that? 
We are still, it's, it's kind of a tricky thing with our situation because of like HIPAA regulations and especially with COVID with, you know, like if we have a retreat, we really have to limit how many people are on the farm and things like that. But I definitely am open to, to hearing about, you know, how figuring out how people could, could help us in other ways. At this point, I'm pretty much a one-man operation. I've got a board, but everything else is just me. And I'm trying to, to raise the money to hire an executive director. But that's, I've got to raise the money. <laughs> the effects of the retreats and the relationships that are developed and the stories and the music, especially the music, just bring people in and want them, make them want to be involved. And our big goal is when I give them the, the guitar, our goal is to, to lower that number that commit suicide, first and foremost. I saw that on your website. That's a large number. It is a large number. And it, it almost seems unreal. Yet that's what it's been for quite a while. Like when I, when I give them the guitar, uh, I tell them that in the military, they had a rifle that there was a weapon that saved their life. And I said, this guitar is now your weapon and it's going to save your life. And we kind of reframe their relationship with, with rifles so that hopefully they'll pick up a guitar instead of a weapon of some sort and express themselves that way. And that's, that's our goal. What would be the contact information if someone wanted to donate, if someone just wanted to learn more about it? The website is musictherapyoftherockies.org, and it has all the information about uh, donating or, or contacting me. My email is mac at musictherapyoftherockies.org. And we love telling the story. We love sharing the different aspects. A couple of things I wanted to share with you that are really exciting. Right now, we're, we're trying to put together a compilation CD of some of the songs that have been written. And these are really powerful songs. Just, you know, when, if you, if you know the story, then it makes it even more powerful. Just to hear the songs on their own are, are still very powerful. Like I said in the beginning, I went to Colorado State University to get my master's in music therapy and we took a lot of neuroanatomy courses and studied a lot of brain images of what the brain looks like. And, and so I started getting fascinated by what what's going on in the brain with PTSD and and from what I have found and the research that I've found that shows the two major parts of the brain are the prefrontal cortex and the limbic system. So the prefrontal cortex is where all our decision making and our executive functioning is. And the limbic system is all our emotions and our memories. And the way I look at it is it's like a seesaw where the prefrontal cortex, the blood flow is not as conducive to the best results. And so I picture that as a, the lower end of a seesaw touching the ground. And the emotions and the memory is really firing high. So it's up in the air. So that's what the brain is operating at is, is like a, a seesaw, that a teeter-totter that is parted on the ground. If you want to look at it one way, it would be that every decision or executive functioning aspect is predicated by memories and emotions. Memories and emotions would be the dominant. And so our goal is to use research and use evidence-based techniques to boost the prefrontal cortex and then lower the emotions so that all of a sudden the brain's at a level playing field and it can look at things from different perspectives. And we've, we've seen that and we've heard that from the veterans that, that instead of everything being black and white or going to anger in, in zero to 60 seconds, you can, you don't get angry. Maybe you get disappointed. Maybe you get frustrated. 
And so we, we really focus on the, on that aspect so that the, it's not black or white. And the exciting thing is, is that now that we have developed a relationship with a company called Seriscan. And so we have in October, we had a veteran do a brain imaging right before the retreat and then did another brain imaging right after the retreat. What we found was almost negative information. And the neurologist that I talked with said that that should be expected because there was so much new information that was just presented to the brain. So it's still processing it. We are now having the veteran next week is going in for a four-month follow-up scan. So then we can see what the brain looks like after it has had time to process everything. And we have another veteran that will be having a brain imaging done before the May retreat. And we hope to have at least one veteran do a brain imaging so that we can build our own library and build our own research that we can present either published with the Music Therapy Journal or with other VA kind of things. But but actually, we're not going to be happy unless we can show why we're getting the results we're getting. We like to say we want to rewire the PTSD brain. And because I feel like we can do a lot of activities that kind of help get through certain ways. But once again, going back to the hardware and the software, if we can rewire the hardware, that's going to make the software run better. And that's what we're trying to do is is rewire the hardware. I think the work you're doing is wonderful. Well, thank you. It is so, so enjoyable to me. We have different kinds of stories. We had a veteran in October that came and he was in Iraq and they were going home. And he said he got on the plane, you know, his family, his wife and his kids were going to be at the uh, the hangar waiting to greet them with all the other family members. And so he gets on the plane in Iraq and he takes two Ambien, he falls asleep. And when he wakes up, the plane had turned around and gone back to Iraq and they were going to be deployed for another six months. And so they sent everybody home. He gets to uh, to the base and this is like at midnight or one in the morning. And he goes to the uh, to the chapel and bangs on the door until the priest comes to the door. And he asks if he can play the piano for a while. He's just really distraught. And, and music is what's going to bring, you know, give him that peace. And so he sits down at the piano and he, he just plays and plays and plays. And he's so caught up in, in himself with that. At three in the morning, he looks up. And the chapel is full of all the servicemen that were on the plane that had to turn around and come back. And it was just such a, a powerful moment of hearing him describe that that sense of of just wanting to be home and being told no and knowing it's going to be another six months and how music brought peace to everybody. And then they wrote this song about it. And it's just a gorgeous song. I can't wait to hear those songs. When you make this CD, will it be available for people to to purchase? Absolutely. It's definitely, we're a nonprofit, 501c3. You know, everything we do is to try to help us be sustainable. And so, you know, we'll be offering the CDs and and the CD will come with a a booklet that has the stories written by the veterans themselves. I'm actually in talks now with with a couple of record companies in Nashville trying to get somebody to pick up distribution for it just to get it out a little bit farther because it doesn't, it doesn't do us any good if, if we're limited by, you know, how many people have access to it. And our goal uh, right now, we're completely dedicated to, to veterans and, and, and we're getting to the point where we hire a, an executive director. I've got a lot of music therapists that are uh, trained to run retreats themselves. So we can hopefully get to the point where we're holding retreats all around the country that I don't have to be at, that we have other people, other music therapists running them. But we hope to just keep expanding and 
reaching as many veterans as possible, for sure. There's a, a saying with music therapy called the ISO principle, where, you know, if somebody's depressed, you don't just start singing happy songs. You, you meet the client where they are, and then you help get them to transition where they need to be or where they want to be. And that's what it's like on Friday night. I mean, you just, you don't know what you're going to find. And we've had people come up, veterans that need to stand with their back to the barn so that there's nothing sneaking up behind them and kind of thing. And then by the end, they're standing on stage in the middle with nothing around them. Music is powerful. I'm so grateful that I enjoyed my performing days, but I'm so grateful that I, I went back to school and got my master's in music therapy. It just really opened up a whole new world of how to use music purposefully and, uh, and get results. Well, thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you very much for the opportunity. I love telling the story. <laughs> thank you so much for being here today. Max sure is doing some great things, isn't he? Want to make a difference? Want to get involved? Max's email and his website link for Music Therapy of the Rockies is in the show notes. Are you or someone you know turning passions and dreams into reality? Contact me so that we can get you or them on the show. You can reach me at cotton at cottonwoodstone.com or go to cottonwoodstone.com forward slash appointments and book a time for us to talk about your story. Until next time, savor the joy of each moment.